This is David Strickle. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast, where we tap into higher consciousness to answer all of life's questions and guide you toward living all your dreams. So sit back, relax, open your mind if need be, and come along with us on this journey of higher enlightenment. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast, Why Wrong is Good. You know, I started to title it Wrong is Good. But then I realized that there are enough people out there that think I'm channeling Satan as it is, and I probably don't need to entice anyone uh, to believe that uh, I I believe that evil is good or something like that. That's not what this podcast is about at all. But it is about polarity, which is one of the most important teachings that we receive from the stream, and about how polarity, and in the case of this topic, opposing points of view, serve us, our world, and our universe which, as we know, is all essentially the same thing, because we are all interconnected, and we are all part of the collective consciousness that creates the universe and drives its expansion. And we know from the stream's teachings, as well as many other teachers, that the contrast of positive and negative, wanted and unwanted, is what creates the desire in all of us to launch new creations, and those new creations which includes overcoming any obstacle, expands the wholeness of who we are, our souls, and contributes to the expansion of the universe. But as human beings, it's very easy for us to forget this, to find ourselves disagreeing with others, and perhaps find ourselves longing for a world where we surround ourselves with only like-minded individuals. And I will tell you that for the most part, with my stream connection, I have been able to let go of my preference for being around other people who share the same beliefs as I do. There was certainly a time, especially regarding politics and religion, when I believed that anyone who opposed my point of view was just dead wrong, and I was always ready, willing, and able to argue my point. And I'm sure you are aware that there are quite a few people in our current society that feel this way. But I will tell you that releasing all of that judgment of those that believe differently than I do, has been quite freeing. Last year, I was looking at buying a business in Louisiana where I grew up, and I went back for the first time in about 10 years. I'm currently living in Northern California, and I've been out on the West Coast now for about 12 years, living in Seattle and San Francisco. You can probably imagine that Shreveport, Louisiana, is about as opposite of Seattle and San Francisco as you can possibly get. I was only there for a couple of days, And I ended up meeting with some bankers and real estate people and visiting with my group of childhood friends that I'm still in contact with. And I will tell you that people living in that region tend to have very opposing political and religious views to people that are living in Northern California and Seattle. But my attitude of indifference toward these subjects allowed me to simply relax and enjoy my time there. I enjoyed meeting Uh, the new business people that I was in contact with. I certainly enjoyed seeing my old friends. Even my childhood best friend, Mike, who was constantly posting praise for President Trump on Facebook and follows Sean Hannity religiously and believes that Christian prayer should be mandatory in every school. And while I don't share his beliefs in any of those things, they don't bother me at all. And I've come to appreciate his point of view. But I am human. I'm certainly far from perfect, and I recently ran into an experience that caused me to think even deeper on this topic. I'm a fan of the famous astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. I get a really good vibe from him. I really enjoy his message, 
And I really like the way he takes very complex scientific things and breaks them down and makes them interesting and easy for a non-scientist like myself to understand. And Mr. Tyson has a new special, a new series on Netflix called The Inexplicable Universe. And I watched the first couple of episodes the other night. And in watching, it really clicked for me how compatible spirituality and science really are. I have always said that science is nothing more than man's attempt to understand the spiritual, or at least the esoteric. And one of the episodes that I watched was regarding the creation of the universe. And it all clicked and it made so much sense with my stream knowledge of how all of this came to be. And seeing it told from a scientific point of view, I found very, very interesting and entertaining. And in this episode, Mr. Tyson spoke of the 16th century philosopher Giordano Bruno. For those of you that have not heard of him or haven't seen this special, Mr. Bruno was a cosmological theorist who believed that there were other planets other than Earth and that many of the stars that we see in the sky were actually other solar systems and that Earth was not the center of the universe. And of course, at this time, the Catholic Church very much believed and taught and demanded that everyone else believe that Earth was the center of the universe and that the sun and all the stars revolved around it. Now, Bruno lived in a time before there were telescopes, so this was just a theory of his that he developed from somewhere. But to simplify the story for time's sake, this point of view got him into trouble with the Catholic Church. And from what I've read, he also questioned the divinity of Christ and questioned the virginity of Mary, which probably got him into a lot more trouble with the Catholic Church. And he was ultimately convicted of heresy and burned at the stake in Rome. And in this special, Mr. Tyson, a scientist, was essentially describing Bruno as a man with otherworldly knowledge who was ahead of his time, who to me was obviously well-connected to his stream and was brave enough to share his information with the world Certainly braver than I am. I'm not sure that I would share the stream with all of you if I knew I could be burned at the stake for it. Though on a more serious note, I will say that the more I allow this connection to flow, the more I feel as if I have to share it. And I realize that that's law of attraction at work, that the more I share it, the more information I receive. That's why I've moved beyond just doing these podcasts, which I've been doing for a while now, and I intend to keep doing. But I found that interacting live with other people as the stream or channeling the stream produces so much great information. And that's why I intend to keep doing these live workshops and then posting the videos on YouTube. But back to my story. So here I was watching Neil deGrasse Tyson describe Giordano Bruno essentially as a channeler of higher consciousness. And I have to say that this made me feel really good to see someone who is a scientist delve into a topic like that and describe someone in such a way. But then, in the end, Mr. Tyson described Bruno's knowledge as a lucky guess. I was so disappointed because I thought in Mr. Tyson, who I've been a fan of for years, I'd finally found a scientist who had an understanding of both sides of the coin. But his chalking all that up to a lucky guess either due to his personal beliefs or due to what he believes he needs to share with his audience, was indeed disappointing to me. And afterward, when I did my meditation before going to bed, 
I received one of these wonderful downloads of thought that I get from the stream regularly, and it was regarding my feelings toward Mr. Tyson. The message was that polarity impacts all things on all subjects. And it's obviously true. There are Democrats and Republicans, male and female, town and country, yin and yang, dominant and submissive, and of course, science and faith. And while there is certainly some gray area that can blur the lines between the extremes of any two poles, it's easy to see that the friction that polarity creates drives all expansion, all growth, even all new life. I actually grew up outside of Shreveport in a tiny little town called Minden, and I can tell you that growing up, I wanted nothing more than to live in a big city. And I have lived in or around larger cities my entire adult life. And in this download I received from the stream that night, I came to understand that while Mr. Tyson is a man of science, he's a man of science with an esoteric edge that allows him to appeal to a broader audience, which draws in someone like myself. But at the end of the day, he is a man of science and admitting that someone like Bruno was channeling spirituality is probably just too much for him to comprehend. And it doesn't make me any wiser than him, and it certainly doesn't make him any wiser than me. It just makes us different. And I am well aware of the need for scientists and science in this world. So I will continue to watch his Netflix program. It's very interesting. I'll continue to be a fan of his, even if I don't agree with everything that he says. And I understand now that his point of view, that this was a lucky guess, was not necessarily wrong. It's his perspective that he's coming from. And we do need opposing perspectives. But enough for me. I'm going to take a quick break and bring in the star of the show, the stream. We'll be right back and you'll be hearing directly from the stream. We are here. David has asked us to come today and speak with you about opposing viewpoints, which is essentially an example of the polarity of your world the polarity that exists throughout the universe. As we have said many times, though your universe is attraction-based, meaning that everything that occurs is a result of attraction, that attraction is governed by polarity. On a universal scale, attraction without the governance of polarity would indeed create a vortex that would end the existence of the universe in its entirety. And though polarity does serve as a governor, positive is more powerful than negative. And positive energy, that which we are, drives all expansion. And expansion, because of our power, is inevitable. This is why, for example, your planet could suffer a nuclear holocaust, where large swaths of your Earth's surface would be destroyed and all life in the path of this destruction would be returned to its completed state. But eventually, inevitably, new life would begin to form. And your planet, or those sections of your planet impacted by this holocaust, would once again be lush with greenery, with animals, and perhaps even new life forms. For nothing in this universe is static, and all destruction gives way to new creation, always. And every living thing, in its wholeness, is eternal. So therefore, there is no real destruction. There is no real death. There is no end to you. 
or anything that surrounds you, including your planet itself. And once you understand your eternal nature, once you believe that this often delicate life that you are currently living is one of many into infinity, you can once and for all let go of all of the fear and the doubt and the anger and the judgment that holds you back from living the lives of freedom and joy that you came here to experience. And once you realize that the contrast of opposing viewpoints, of opposing preferences, is the true driver of all new creation, because it is also the true driver of all new desires, you will come to appreciate those who think differently than you do. And you will come to understand that their preferences, that their opinions, have nothing to do with you or your life, because you absolutely create your own reality, your own world, based on your personal beliefs. And other people, other things, other opinions, even other events, only possess the power that you give to them. So if your brother-in-law's Facebook post makes you angry, it is your choice to be angry. You can choose to ignore it, but our guidance is to choose to learn to elevate your consciousness to a point where you can accept it and appreciate it, even if it's different than your own. In fact, the appreciation of an opposing viewpoint provides more expansion for you than would ignoring it or just accepting it, for there is great power in appreciation. We have spoken before that even coming to a place of appreciation for those who you believe have wronged you, have perhaps abused you, is not the same as agreeing with them or believing that you in any way deserved what they did to you or what you perceived that they did to you. Your appreciation of anything that you disagree with, with any one that you disagree with, with any opinion that you disagree with, serve to allow you to discern your preferences and in your appreciation of them allows you to deactivate the negativity that you are holding in your vibration that could indeed attract more things for you to disagree with. So true appreciation can be about forgiving and forgetting and moving on for your own sake. It really has nothing to do with the other party. And in the context of opposing points of view, appreciation allows you to listen if you so desire with the intent of understanding the other the intent of opening your mind for the purpose of your own well-being and your own personal growth. And this does not mean that you have to come to agree with anyone. It simply means that you take a higher consciousness approach, a higher consciousness perspective, where most of your earthly disagreements hold little merit, and you understand the need for opposing viewpoints, for polarity, and come to appreciate its existence on all topics in all circumstances. And when you come to understand that why those that you even consider the most evil among you exist, and that those actions that you consider evil or unwanted cannot enter your life without your invitation, without your vibrational invitation, perhaps driven by fear, you will find yourself living in a positively focused new world where very little unwanted crosses your path, where things simply do not bother you the way they once did, and where other people's opinions or points of view hold little power over you, if any at all. 
It is our promise to you that you will find this to be the very definition of freedom and joy here on planet Earth. You will find this more freeing than any amount of money or things or people or circumstances that you can possibly possess. And while all of those things are certainly fine and there's absolutely nothing wrong in the wanting of them, you will find that true freedom and true joy is in finding the freedom of your own mind and the releasing of judgment and fear and doubt and the need to agree or disagree with anyone. David has been referring to this state as life in the stream, where you are connected to your source, where you are positively focused, where you believe in your dreams, and where you feel good because you know you are on the right path, the path that you desire. And in your stream state of being, you're happier, and you are allowing all of your desires to flow to you with ease, even though you no longer feel a strong need for them, because you have found your way to this state of happiness, regardless of conditions, regardless of possessions or title. When we say that the universe works in reverse of your often human perspective, we are not joking. When you feel good, the good things come. You cannot wait for the good things to come to feel good. When you feel successful, even in unwanted circumstances, success will flow. When you are experiencing pain, yet you learn to appreciate that pain and find joy in your painful state, you will find your pain will ease. And when you feel alone and desire a mate very much, when you come to appreciate yourself and learn to appreciate spending time with you and forget all about looking for another, the other will magically show up in your life. These are the very simple but true laws of your universe. And they can easily be tested and proven, but you must first believe. For anything that you can bring yourself to believe in can become reality. And understanding how your world, your universe operates, that it operates in reverse, and that polarity serves the great purpose of creating new desires and thus launching new creations, understanding these things can and will change your life for the better if you so desire. And if you desire less stress, less anxiety, the releasing of all fear, of all doubt, and all judgment will bring instantaneous and lasting relief that no drug or substance could ever provide. So it is our guidance that you move beyond simply ignoring things that you disagree with and find your path to appreciating them, understanding the great purpose that they serve, and that all points of view have a place in your world. It is our desire for each of you that find your way to us, learn to be the happiest, healthiest, wealthiest, freest, and most enlightened people that you possibly can be. And it is our promise to you that it is all achievable and that you hold the power to achieve it. And that while you each have your own stream connection that we encourage you to continue to develop, we relish interacting with you through our channel's words, and we welcome you back here anytime you wish to come. For we know these words can bring relief, they can bring clarity, and they can help you bridge the gap to your own source stream connection. That is all we have on this topic. Hi everyone, it's David. I'm back. I just got through listening to the playback. I hope the stream's words brought you some comfort and clarity on this topic. 
or if you are already in that higher consciousness space on this topic, I hope you just enjoyed listening and hearing what you already knew. I absolutely loved what they said about true freedom and joy and about how reaching this point of clarity where we don't let things upset us, where we understand why positive and negative exist, and that those who hold points of view that are different than ours are really inconsequential in our worlds. I know that I've shared before that I used to be really into politics, and I was massively opposed to the presidency of George W. Bush. And during his presidency, I was already receiving the stream's communication and had been for years, and I was well aware, even though I hadn't studied it very much, that I was in charge of creating my own reality and that my life was my responsibility and that no political situation was going to impact my life unless I allowed it to. And sure enough, at the end of his eight-year term, my life was just fine. I've you know, said many times that I actually experienced a life of peace and prosperity personally. I know that the world did not experience that, but I absolutely experienced my own personal peace and prosperity throughout his presidency because I refused to allow him to impact me, including the recession that took place. I was not personally impacted by that recession at all. In fact, I earned more money year after year throughout the recession. And that experience proved to me once and for all that I need not pay so much attention to politics. Now, I still voted. I still participate in the process. And I honestly, from my opinion, thought Barack Obama was a fantastic leader and a a wonderful president. But if you disagree with that point of view, I'm fine with that. And if you think Donald Trump is a fantastic president, I'm fine with that as well. And And I know people that do think that. And I know that we have a lot of listeners outside the United States, so I will apologize for harping about United States politics, but I know that you are well aware of who Donald Trump is and how many Americans feel about him. And I'm certainly not trying to go down a political topic, but of course, when we're talking about right and wrong and opposing points of view, there is probably no greater subject than politics to illustrate that. So if you didn't already have the opinion, I hope that you can leave this podcast today with a little better understanding of those that you disagree with for your own good, for your own sake, for your own peace of mind, for your own joy. And it was very nice to have a reminder from the stream that this level of of freedom, peace, and joy that higher consciousness brings is available to all of us, and it doesn't cost a dime. And it's perhaps something that you can manifest in your life faster and easier than some of these other things that we find difficult to manifest, such as money and bodily conditions. And in my experience, just like their guidance says, if you find the peace and joy first, more things will come to you that you desire to be joyous about. It's still absolutely amazing to me how this universe works in reverse. And how important it is to align our beliefs with our desires. And speaking of that, speaking of closing the gap, I've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback on last week's podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen to it. Uh, They talk about rewriting history and the power that this revisionist thinking can bring to changing your beliefs. And I certainly agree with the stream that we shouldn't spend a whole lot of time looking back into history. But we should absolutely think about the root cause of these long-held beliefs that we hold that we can't seem to shake. 
And by going back and figuring out what the root cause was, usually something from our childhood, and being open-minded enough and creative enough to go back and rewrite those memories in our favor so that we can deactivate, or I think the term they used was eradicate, that unwanted long-held belief. This is perhaps one of the most powerful things that I have learned from the stream. And as I shared last week, this is how I've made peace with my very turbulent relationship with my own mother, which is perhaps one of the most disappointing and traumatic things that ever happened to me. Because of this ability to revise history and this revisionist thinking, I now think of her in a much more positive light when I do think of her. So if you haven't tried that technique, I hope that you do. I think we all carry some baggage from our childhood that we'd like to release once and for all, and that's certainly worked for me. I set the intention today to keep this episode under 30 minutes because last week's episode was 42 minutes, and I try to keep them around half an hour for your sake. And I believe that we are going to accomplish that. So I'm going to end here. Uh, but before I do, I do want to invite all of you to go and follow our YouTube channel. Subscribe to it, please. The channel, like everything that we do, is The Stream of David. You can find it via our website if you have trouble with the search on YouTube. It is, there is a link to it on our website, which is thestreamofdavid.com. As always, I also want to encourage you to follow us on Instagram, and that page is The Stream of David. And you can email me with show topics, questions, or suggestions at david at thestreamofdavid.com. And one last thing, I am planning a future workshop in Southern California. So if you are a listener and you live in Southern California and you have suggestions for a venue, please shoot me an email and let me know. I want to do another one similar to what we did up in Mill Valley. So much good came from that. And if you haven't seen the clips from that, I'm slowly posting them all on YouTube. There's about 35 clips altogether, so I just have a handful up so far. But I promise I will keep posting those on the YouTube channel. And look out for the vlogs that are showing up on there as well. I have two recorded. I'm a little behind in editing, so I look forward to posting those very, very soon. I think you'll like them. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please do so. If you have a chance to rate and review it, I appreciate that as well. We do publish these every week. They usually pop up over the weekend, either on Saturday or Sunday. So you have a fresh episode for every Monday, if not sooner. And next week's topic, by popular demand, my most requests that I receive at this point, is how I came to channel and meditation. So look out for that for next week's episode. Thank you again for listening. 